RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up. Today we have a special Super Bowl edition. We have Shelton Corals and Tim Jaraki here from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! They're literally prepping with their teammates and getting everything ready for Super Bowl as we speak. So thank you for taking time to talk with us. And first off, we want to say congratulations. Yes. Thank you very much. Woo! It's so exciting. It sure is. It's definitely exciting for you too. I mean, I think, I think it's like the, the, the excitement is like building, right? I mean, we, um, we just keep hearing about all these fun things that are happening in Tampa Bay and yeah, not only are we going to the Super Bowl, but it's here. So that makes it like double excitement. Yeah. Excitement is written all over your <laughs> You guys are like, we're so tired. We're just working. Yeah, we know you guys are busy. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah. No, thanks for having us. So, I, love, I listen every week. So now I finally. <laughs> You're our biggest fan, I'm sure. Yes. So um, I guess, first of all, Tim and Shelton, tell us what you do for the Bucks. Well, I'm the director of football operations. I first started out in scouting and then uh, became the coordinator, then director of pro scouting. Now I'm in operations. So, and the most of the stuff that goes, uh, the most of the stuff that comes across my desk is things that have to be sent to the league and make sure that I'm on top of those lists. And I am the director of team operations uh, with, with my focus being more on the logistics of the team and all movements between Tampa, any away cities, and just for the most part, any of the moving parts and um, operations for the team when we're away from our actual practice facility. Awesome. So, so obviously, Q, everyone knows that you played for the team the last time we went to the Super Bowl. How is it, you know, now that you've transitioned over on to football side, football staff side, how do you feel about that? Like, how, how is it to be on this side of the fence? It's still exciting. You know, somebody said that um, one of the guys on the team today while we're out on the field, he's like, you played in the last Super Bowl, right? And he said, it's probably not as fun for you on the front office side as it was as a player. And I'm like, no, it feels the same. And like the ring will be the same. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited about that. Hopefully it's a little bit bigger and nicer than the last one we received. Yeah. Can they make that bigger? Yeah. We're putting in, we're putting it in now. Okay. Got a bigger ring. <laughs> I would be looking forward to getting my first one. <laughs> So I thought it was interesting last time we talked how you you told us the transition from football player to the business side um, and just how that transition went. Can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Well, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself at first. So I just played golf every day. So uh, so that was that was pretty fun. And then what was uh, your handicap, Q? uh, I think I got it down to 11. So that's that's pretty good for for me. Um, not being a, nice. a great golfer. But then after that, uh, Coach Gruden said he wanted to see it, figure out a way to get me involved with the team. And he started out in scouting. So that's uh, how I started, created my role. Nice. And it was scouting for um, professional level, right? Not college. Correct. It's it's so tough being on the road every week as a, as a college scout. And they're on the road and they have to drive everywhere versus me. I get to come home every Sunday after the game from whichever right. game I scouted. Well, that makes sense having you be on the on the pro side because you play pro and you know what they're looking for. So 
Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm in the <laughs> office, office right now, writing up guys for this year's draft. Nice. And Tim, this is your first Buck Super Bowl that you've actually been with the team, but you you were with the Bucks last time the Super Bowl was here in Tampa, right? Yeah, I forget what year that was, but um, we were working the working for events, and we were just helping out with stuff, mainly the uh, post game trophy presentation. So that was the uh, the Super Bowl that was the Steelers and the Cardinals playing in Tampa. Um, so I mean, that was fun, but definitely looking forward to being in it uh, in a much more involved role than just helping someone else out win their trophy. Yeah. So, so tell us guys, um, what's different about your work right now, getting ready for the Super Bowl as opposed to just a regular season game? Like what's different about it? I mean, just about everything's different. If you, it depends on how you want to answer that question. Um, it, how's it different from a regular year when there's no COVID restrictions? Right. Or how's it different from a regular season game this year where we still had the COVID restrictions? But uh, right now, basically everything's on, if you want to call it a lockdown, where you know everybody's being overly cautious in terms of exposures, uh, following our testing protocols and, and the distancing and everything. So um, it, it's very different even from the different level that the season has been. Um, but it's it's crazy compared to years past because we're not able to, you know, really go out and celebrate making the Super Bowl as, as we would normally want to, you know, coming home to our families, you know, and, and, and celebrating that win in Green Bay, especially being able to come to our own uh, stadium for Super Bowl. We have to basically just do, you know, phone calls and congratulate, congratulatory texts. So, but the, the volume of work is it's, it's crazy, as, as you've seen, Ash, uh, with the hours that we're putting in, but we keep telling ourselves and everybody's telling us, and man, it's worth it. And we're trying to enjoy the ride as much as possible. Yeah. So my question is, is after the Super Bowl, after we win the Super Bowl, will, will there be a big celebration or do you think it will still be like on lockdown and no celebrations in person? I, I don't know. I mean, that's what we're trying to figure out. Um, I mean, because at least in, in my eyes, we haven't been here before. Uh, you know, Q's been here before where they won a Super Bowl. They had to fly back from, from San Diego and, and they had a parade and everything. And for us in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know. We're just waiting to see what it'll be like. But right. you know, I, we get that win. I, I mean, we're definitely going to be celebrating. Right. <laughs> Together. Um Maybe it will be similar, you know, whenever the lightning won and they did the boat parade, but it was all like they were kind of socially distanced from everyone. But then, you know, the fans were still able to see them and celebrate. So yeah, hopefully they'll cute. do something. Yeah. Did you just say uh, that was cute? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did say I always cute. say that. I know. <laughs> so cute. Everything's cute. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to get into this too deep, but I, um, I feel like this year with COVID and your jobs, I know whenever we had talked before, like you were telling us how you know, normally you take one plane or you take, you know, five buses. Now it's literally double the amount because of the social distancing. Um, and obviously that's more of a cost for the bucks. Just how is that? That's more work for you, more, you know, expenses. How, how is that? Like, how does that make your job more difficult or is it the same or just tell us about your roles now during COVID? Yeah. I mean, it- you're, you're really concerning yourself with all the, uh, the restrictions everywhere you're at. So for us, it's not like we're just, you know, because we want to be distanced away from everybody. I mean, granted, with the pandemic, you want to be, but um, we have both team restrictions and guidelines. 
We have NFL guidelines that we have to follow and their protocols. We also have to follow both the city of Tampa, the Hillsborough County, the state of Florida. But then when we travel to other cities, we also have to abide by their local ordinances. So for instance, the, the wildcard playoff game, we had to go, we went to play the um, Washington football team. And so we had to abide by their local guidelines, which for that city and that state, they were stricter than the NFL guidelines, where the NFL said we had to have, you know, 100 square feet per person if we wanted to have any any kind of meetings. Where, um, what is it, uh, Prince George's County or wherever we were, um, they were even stricter. I mean, I they had to have 200 square feet of distance uh, per person in order to have any kind of meetings. So that that really limits the amount that that we can do while trying to stay in our comfort zone of in our our routine so that right. the players and everybody can be as ready for the football game without having to think of well this is different from what we're used to well and i think that's important to note because right like with your job on a regular day you have the nfl league rule book right and it's like how thick is it like three inches thick of straight rules that yeah. you have on a regular basis and then yeah, now you have covid rule. what they have different kinds of rules. They have their game ops. They have, you know, their COVID uh, guidelines and protocols. Right. Different things that, that you have to abide by. Right. And then now you have COVID restrictions and then you have all of these different state and county rules. That's crazy. You guys are becoming like like lawyers almost, right? Like learning all of these little, these new laws that are coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it definitely, you know, keeps your mind sharp and, and, and moving along uh, with a, a lot of the different things that come up um, that are specific to the, the COVID restrictions. Right. But you also have your general operational, if you want to call it deviations. Right. Um, you know, like when when you're getting ready to fly to an away city and you have a mechanical issue on the plane right. or if, you know, a bus breaks down. And so all those things that you normally have to be ready for. You still have to be ready for those, but everything else in addition with this pandemic. Right. So you guys have been to a Super Bowl before, right? What's your favorite part about it? Or or what is your what's gonna be like the anticipated moment? Well, okay, maybe I can answer that. But like what's your favorite <laughs> part about it, right? You've got like just getting there, the excitement, you've got the now we have like all these fans that get to be there right after COVID year. The weekend is coming to do the halftime show. That's really exciting. Like what's what's going to be the most interesting minus okay. minus the whole winning. Right. Obviously, we're going to win. Yeah, just probably just being in the end zone or being wherever I'm on the field when they um, shoot the confetti out. So that'll be a, a pretty fun time knowing that we've won another Super Bowl. I mean, I yeah. can remember taking a picture with my wife and the ticker tape coming down and, and uh, they actually blew that picture up and put it up at my college. Uh, that was pretty nice. That's oh, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. I think the energy in the field will be like, just to be down there will be you know, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and I mean, the good thing is that there's at least going to be 25,000 fans. We've had several games this year where we were in stadiums and domes and there was no one watching. It was so just surreal or just like weird. You know, yeah. you're playing a Thank professional you. football game and it's it's quiet. You can hear the echoes. And right. so at least there will be fans. You'll get that energy uh, and, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. No, it was weird watching, you know, whenever there was no fans. Is this the most fans so far that have been allowed in the Buck Stadium this year? Or is that 
normal? I think so. It's been around from ten to sixteen thousand so far. Okay. Yeah. With the first game, we played the Saints in their dome, and it's huge. And to be in there with them doing the light show and them coming out and doing the intros and all the lights going out and the uh, the the lights and everything, yeah, it was just, it was just weird. It was like more of an echo. Right. So. Yeah, I can imagine. No. Well, we know you guys are busy, so we won't keep you guys any longer. But thank you so much. We're so excited for the Bucks and Tampa Bay and you, of course. And we're excited to see the outcome of Sunday's game. Yeah, good luck, guys. Yeah, you guys are a part of it, too. So now hopefully we can bring it home for you guys, too. Let's do it. Have right. the Super Bowl ring in the office. <laughs> you going to close it out? Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, what is it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Close, close us out, Tim. Until next time, babes, live bold and boss up. Yeah. (laughs) This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles quick fix on Radio Influence. So here we are against the Kansas City Chiefs, who who are pretty darn good, (laughs) first and foremost. Patrick Mahomes, when you watch him, you got to shake your head a little bit because he, he don't do it like anybody else has ever done it. He just doesn't play that position the same. He's a little bit banged up. I know he had turf toe, and he was kind of hobbling a little bit. Didn't matter. Still winging it all over the place. But if you look at this Kansas City team, they're beatable. Every team's beatable. You guys know that. Every, every team is beatable. But that word accountability is important. You have to play over and above to beat Kansas City. You, you got to tackle, okay? Tyreek Hill... Don't miss that tackle. Don't miss it. He'll take it to the house. We saw it the first game, the first time we played him this year. I don't know the exact stats. It was seven catches for 200 and something yards in the first quarter. You remember that. And it took a while before Todd Bowles realized that this ain't going to work. Then he put a safety over top, and he didn't get as much, and we kind of inched back into that game, although the game wasn't overly close, not as much as the score indicated. But if you look at this Kansas City team, they're beatable. On the one side, offensively, don't look at that side too much because there's they're they're pretty darn good. I mean, they're almost 50% on third downs. Fourth down, they're over 50%. You know, they, they average 4.5 yards a, a, a rush. Those are all good stats. But they also give up 4.5 yards a rush. And they give up a lot of first downs. Teams can get off on them offensively. And that's where we have to take advantage. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.